Rob, you're on the podcast. It only took what three years? Oh, it wasn't three years. Two and a half. If we haven't even, have we even known each other for three years? Yet? I think so. Yeah. Um, three July years in June. Or June. June. Three years in June. So two, June. two and a, two and some change. See, so I was right. Say it. You are correct. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those of you who don't know, Rob Owens Dig Deep Brewing Company here in Cumberland. Barely. Well, you know, your but, name's on the paper. <laughs> it is, but the people the people own it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what made you want to start a brewery? Oh, man. Load of um, question, I know. Yeah, load of question. So I think it started when I realized that my day job mm-hmm. was going to crush my pension, get rid of it. Okay. And I was thought to myself, like, do I really want to do this forever, especially without a pension? Yeah. And then I was like, am I happy? No, I'm not really happy. Sucking my will to live. And I thought, um, what would make me happy? Mm-hmm. And actually, beer's not the first thing, right? Beer was actually the secondary thought. Okay. Because right? I love beer. Beer makes me happy, right? Sure. But makes a lot was, of people happy. It did, yeah, it yeah. does, right? But for me, it was like, what really makes me happy? And people was first. Okay. Like, how do I interact with people? So it's something like a social thing. Yeah, like in a positive, instead of me like, my day job stuff, right? Instead of like constantly coming down on people, telling what they have to do, what right? Because you're what they didn't your do. upper management, yeah, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I interact with people in a positive manner, and then how do I connect people to what they love? Okay, okay. Secondary, I like to play music. I'm not very good. I try. You're. I just would like to, to clarify. You are good, and you try very hard. I do try. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll stick to agreeing that I try. Okay. I was like, how do I have do something with people and music? Mm-hmm. So then I'm traveling the whole country. And uh, all these great little towns and big towns, going into all these breweries, listen to all these fantastic people play music mm-hmm. and um, drinking great beer mm-hmm. and like people that shouldn't or wouldn't normally be talking, having conversations with each other. And I was like, ah, it beer is good. People are fantastic and music feeds us. Yeah. So that's kind of where it all came from. And I like sat on it for like four years. Okay. And then I had all the uh, the name. Mm-hmm. I already named half the beer. But I had the names for the beer, the idea, the vision, all of it was there. And I sat on it until I figured out how to make, how to make it money. happen. Yeah. yeah so um, that explains a lot, actually, because that's exactly what you've created. Um, <laughs> it's dig deep. No, I'm serious. Because okay. people who come there who don't live in the area, we get a lot of people from outside of Cumberland. Oh, yeah. Especially um, in the summer. Right, because we're right next to the canal and everything else. So I think that um, they all leave with a sense of like feeling good about their experience. Yeah, that's what, we're, that's what we're looking for. So we brew a Hefeweizen, and um, we're really proud of it. It's a good Hef. Yeah, great Hef. And uh, so this German couple comes in off of the bike trail, mm-hmm. and they are they they come in and Connor. Um, our good-looking bartender. Curly-headed. Not that, yeah, curly-headed. I guess they're all good-looking in their own way. But uh, he's sitting there, and they very sternly drink their Hefeweizen, and they get another Hefeweizen, very sternly drink uh-huh. that Hefeweizen, and then they get some mm-hmm. crawlers to go. They get on their bikes, and they leave. And uh, before they leave, they take a um, piece of paper, and they mm-hmm. write this note, and they, like, slide it the bar with a very stern <laughs> face and connor's like oh no it's not in english it's all in german <laughs> it's all in german right so um you know we have some friends you and yeah. i that mm-hmm. speak other languages so of course we both are like what the heck does this thing say mm-hmm. and um we get it back and they're like we had a wonderful time thank you for brewing i guess something to the f- effect of one of the few 
real Hefeweizens in outside of Germany. Outside of Germany. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty incredible. Yeah, I think that because we have, we, but it's fun to see those experiences. And, and we, you and I both, because I do work for you, um, have a nice environment where people like working there and we have been very lucky during the pandemic times not to have a huge turnover of staff really lucky yeah um so how do you get how do you get people good group of people together like how do you find people fire quickly okay (laughs) you hate that sometimes Uh uh-huh uh but no uh when people know you care yeah and you give them Ownership, and I don't mean ownership in the form of stocks or that, but when you let them do what they are supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? You don't micromanage. Don't stifle them. Nope. And um, you show them you care. You give them the, the latitude to do what they should be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you let them know that they're doing a good job. And then you try to create as much of a family atmosphere as you can within a work environment. Sure. Then people become loyal to you because they know you care. Mm-hmm. If you don't care, you're not going to retain anybody. Yeah. So it's all about work culture. Yeah. Um, and I think that a brewery lends itself to have a really, really fun work culture. Yeah. But dig, that's what Dig Deep's about in general. It's called, right? We talk, you and I talk all the time. Like, I mm-hmm. want to create a culture. Yeah. Not a marketing campaign or a whatever right yeah whatever you dig dig deep right connecting back to that like connecting people to what they love through beer and conversation and music so i I think that they buy into that as well totally um so i mean you've got good brewers you've got good beer fantastic brewers yeah really Uh, lucky (laughs) super lucky and there's 16 taps yeah as the goal to keep all 16 taps Totally full yeah, all the time. Yeah, abs- as, as much as we can. And I think one of the things that people appreciated most, especially in the beginning and now the folks that travel, mm-hmm. what I hear is like, oh, man, it's not all IPAs. Yeah. Right? So I think that that's a big misconception when um, people think of a, a brewery because there was a point in time that it was all IPAs. Oh, right? man. It was just super hop heavy, very bitter. And I think when people have this... Uh, preconceived notion and that's any brewery that you go into i mean there are two other breweries locally and they have a good selection too right so uh, i think that there's a preconceived notion that there's not going to be something there that you like correct so how did you navigate to make sure that you don't have too many hop heavy or too many ipas it's really easy yeah i don't love ipas (laughs) (laughs) so i like ipas and there are times when i'm like man i need that Mm-hmm. but I like wheat beers and brown ales and mm-hmm. um, dark beer sure. and sweet stouts and all the above. So it was pretty easy. I mean, we do normally, what, carry four to five IPAs at all times, but yeah. in 16 taps, you got ton, 10 other options. Plus we're brewing our own seltzer. Yeah. And I mean, that was something that came up during the pandemic. I don't know if you remember the process, because it was really, I think you and I sitting down there going, oh no. Yeah. We're shut down for, what was it, three months or four three months? Three months, yeah. Right? It's like, okay, how do we how do we just stay open? Yeah. And we started looking at, thank God we have a, a system that lets us look at all that data. Remember we started pulling that data? Yeah, yeah. And it was like, wow, we we expected IPA to be at the top. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it was and not. And it wasn't. Mm-mm. There were times and months that yeah, it was. Yeah, I think was. mainly it was like uh, maybe a release or something, like a yeah. seasonal release or something. But when I think when we really looked at the data and then we started talking to the people we know that 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 really, you know, 
come to our place and that mm-hmm. we trust. If you remember, they're like, man, no, your, your brownie was great. And your this is great. And we love to come. And we started looking at the review. Do you remember pulling all the reviews up? Yeah, I do. Like pull all the reviews up and it's like, Hey, your Hefeweizen was great. Mm-hmm. And your, this was great. And in a lot of, not a lot of press on IPA. You know, I think it's good. A positive aspect of the pandemic is it made you pause and really focus on what was working, what wasn't working. Yeah, where for sure. you opened in September of 2019. Yeah. And so normally you would have just been like, let's go guns a blazing full force into a whole entire year and yeah. maybe not have come up and come up for air for maybe a year or two to see what was working and what wasn't working. And what this did is made you have like a microcosm of, okay, the world is completely shut down. How do we move forward and make sure we're giving our audience what they want? Yeah. And I think that that is something that um, a lot of businesses had to do. But that was really cool because then you can actually say like, oh, the numbers are not what I thought they were. Yeah. There was something completely different. You're right. We wouldn't have looked. Right, right. We would have just kept brewing what we think, right? What's in your head. Like, right. this is what's going to sell. Let's keep brewing this. But you're right. It was like, nah, that's not. And we've kind of carried that along. Now, mm-hmm. granted, we still have our hop heads. And what's really neat is um, <laughs> we haven't made this T-shirt yet. Hopefully nobody will steal it through the podcast. Okay. But, right. We make current converts in the house of beer. I think, right? yeah. I mean, that's true. Cause we have people that are like, I don't like beer. And you're like, that's fine. We've got seltzer. Um, but yeah, Jack is making his appearance. Yeah, the podcast this evening. He's, he's annoyed. Cause he's not laying on me right now. This is true. Yeah. He has a, he's an affinity for you. Yeah, He does. Um, but yeah, I think that it's, it's something that, like you said, we were talking about before you're getting people in the door and you're, um, shifting their expectations of what they expect to find in a brewery, which yeah. is something for everybody. Yes. And um, was it important for you to have a kid-friendly environment oh, or ha- family-friendly environment? So I, I like it's cafe style, yeah. mm-hmm. right, more so. Um, I've got two kids, yep. two crazy feral little boys, and um, <laughs> I wanted to be comfortable taking them sure. to my own brewery, mm-hmm. right? I know how difficult it is to go to places that you want to go sometimes with kids. Yeah. I so, mean, you're much more dialed into the fact of like the logistics of moving small children. Oh, And absolutely. then being in a space with small children. Yes. Or them moving you because you can't control Correct. them at times. Correct. Um, that's where the board games came from. Yeah. That's where the layout and, and having some really, you know, void space for yeah. a kid to spin around and fall down. And the or, magnets also. Oh, yeah. The magnets yeah. on the refrigerator mm-hmm. or on the cooler. Um, I think all that was more like appeasing myself and what I would want to see. But that's also what other parents would want to see too. It is. Mm-hmm. And... I think we keep it um, classy is probably not a great word to use with me or my stuff, but we kept it classy enough to where people are like, okay, my kids are definitely welcome here, Mm -hmm. but I got to keep them under control. Yeah. Yeah. I think you set a level expectation um, with the decor and you know, it's fun. There's on Sundays, there's a lot of kids that come in on Sundays. It's also a reprieve for the parents to take like a break. Oh, absolutely. Have a beer and feel some sort of normalcy after you have kids. Because as you probably know, you know better than I would, um, <laughs> that, uh, you know, your life completely gets shifted upside down oh, and time. turned around oh. and you have no idea what's going on. And then you feel like, oh, I can go out and be in public and other I can talk to other people besides my spouse. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the coolest things for me, like I got immersed in like the baby carriers, yeah. <laughs> baby carrier culture and like all this crazy stuff that I really had no intention of ever learning right well, through having kids yeah and then i see this like lady i'll never forget it she comes in she's got her kids in this baby carrier and i don't remember the name of it but at the time like uh-huh. 
my wife had just had that, got that baby carrier. I was like, oh, that's one of those whatever, whatever baby right? carrier. Man, yeah. they're, they're pretty cool, aren't they? And she's looks at you and you're she's like, like, oh, wow. And um, I remember at that time, we asked people a lot, like, hey, why are you coming in here? And they're like, look, I can come in here with my baby. I can have a beer and nobody looks at me funny. Yeah, absolutely. Right? We're like, yeah, it's, it's it's all good, right? Yeah. That's what this place is about. It's yeah. about, you know, letting people be comfortable, be able to. Yeah, and I think that that's the majority of the feedback um, when I started doing the marketing for you guys was basically saying, like, people love your beer. That's not, the beer is not the problem. It's basically just letting them know what's available and that this place is here and it exists and you guys are open and this is what they can, you can come and this is who's playing and this is whose food trucks are coming to, to serve food. I think that that was like, there was never an issue with the product or the feeling of the place that was already there. Yeah, and I that is, be. that is the hardest thing with marketing a place that's especially new September. You only had a certain amount of time before the pandemic hit. You already had that. Yeah. And that's really a special thing. And I, a lot of businesses really strive to kind of build that culture and you already kind of had it in place. Yeah. And uh, what's funny is I guess you came in on the June, during the June of pandemic. the pandemic, right? Yeah, June and we did it. So if you think about it, I did go into survival mode until June. Mm -hmm. And then we started, because you started asking me questions that I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> right. right? Right. What about that? I don't know. I have no clue. And that's yeah. when I started looking at the reviews and started yeah. looking at all this stuff, right? So um, weird times, right? Yeah, I mean, I think um, from that point forward, and a lot of a lot of small businesses were doing the same thing. You were in a different position because you were brand new, but other businesses were like basically felt like they were brand mm -hmm. new because their entire business model got thrown out the window. Yeah. And in order to survive, they had to adapt and do something completely different or change the way they were doing food service or you know face-to-face uh, -face interactions. Everything got shifted, and I think that the thing that really saved dig deep was the fact that we were able to shift everything outside moved it all outside really quickly and really efficiently um and we were good about okay people had to wear masks and the six feet apart and we were really good about labeling that really good about um following all the rules and making sure people were safe and we had things at that point because it was early in the pandemic we really didn't know we knew it was mm -hmm. airborne but does it live on surfaces for a long period of time yeah. so we had disinfectants and I, I mean, I think every business owner was doing everything possible to keep people safe. And I think people felt safe um, outside yeah. and the right place at the right time kind of a thing. And you were able, because you were so new and not so stuck in your ways, able to just be like, yeah, oh, it's not working. Let's try something different. Yeah. And I think what people need to understand, right, if, if somebody on here hears what I'm saying, mm -hmm. okay, go out and support local, local business, business in yeah. general because mm -hmm. it still hasn't come back. No. Not in the way that it used to be. Right. I mean, um, and I, I think that uh, collaborations with local business is really important. And we did a collaboration with um, the other breweries for the 50th anniversary of the canal. Yeah, we did. Douglas you know? Ditch. Yeah, Douglas Ditch. And I think that that was something that people were expected that we would do yeah. for some strange reason. And like, that's the thing. It's that's like, the small town. It is the small so town. So like, yeah. you remember all the small town stuff with yeah, that? Like, oh, yeah. oh, you, you, you go to 1812. Shout out to you guys. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We, you, yeah, we go there and we're working with them and they're great. Yeah. Oh, Locust. Like, Locust do you remember Post? that? They're like, oh, but, but you guys are like fighting against each other. Right. Like, no. no, no, not really. Mm -mm. No, we're, ha <laughs> we're happy for everybody's success. And I yeah. think that that's a really, really big misnomer. It's like 1812 does well. We do well. Locust Post does well. Yeah. We do well. I mean, it's like we, it's, I read this really interesting statistic that, um, a really good economy, economic, uh, community, some, that has the economic markers of being on the up and up have at least a uh, 1.2 to 2 
breweries. You've got three in Allegheny County. So I feel like we're pretty good. Four. That's right. Four Four. in Frostburg. I forgot about Route 40. Um, But yeah, we've got a lot um, for a small small space. Yeah, we do. And I think that um, we need to do a better job at reaching out to each other and kind of creating some synergy. Yeah, I think that'll come. I think we were all sort of... um, just, you know, scrambling to stay yeah, alive. Exactly. I mean, we still are, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of everybody is hunkered down and like, okay, how are we going to get through this and this and this? Um, that opportunity will come for sure. And that things are starting to loosen up a little bit in the holiday season yeah. coming on. But, you know, I think we had a tap takeover at Corner Tavern. Yeah. That was cool. Um, recently. And it had all three, it had Lucas Post and 1812 and, and Dig Deep. And that was really popular. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I feel like, Things are starting to come around, and that's another local business that we kind of were like, yeah, yeah we, we're in, you yeah, know? Yeah, absolutely. And, th- and there's others. Wheels up. and Yeah. There's other. Th- that's just what comes to mind. Right? Sure. There's few. But um, I think that, that that's kind of also why, bre- why brewery mm-hmm. is like because we can connect to people, other businesses. Yeah. Right? That are like us or not like us. Right? You know, um, Wheels Up, we're doing those rides out of uh, Dig Deep for a while. Yeah. Probably you'll do it this summer. Well, I mean – uh, Mandela and Wheels Up moved into the old trail oh, connection absolutely. space. Yeah, absolutely. So they're getting closer and closer. Yeah, we're getting closer. That, that's right. That's <laughs> that's fun. Mandela's my man. Yeah. Um, and then you think about um, you know our our desire to help and try to create some community. Yeah. Right. I think that although there was a lot of positives, believe it or not, that come out of the pandemic, I think that the biggest thing we lost is being able to talk to each other mm-hmm. and being able to. Uh, I think it was just, I think it was just sort of the feeling of that particular point in our history. Uh, it's very, it's been tumultuous and it's easier to find your differences than there is yeah. your commonality. And I think that it's political and I think it's, you know, um, the pandemic became political and it shouldn't have, but I think that, you know, once you get past the basics, everybody wants the same thing for everybody. Everybody wants everybody to be happy and healthy and successful and whatever that looks like. So yeah. I think, um, you know, I've had really interesting conversations at the brewery and um, that people would be like, I would never expect that you would talk to that person. And Absolutely. you're like, well, why not? Because, you know, I can't, I think that I'm right a lot of the time, but I'm not right all of the time, you know? And it's also good to see uh, other perspectives, right? How do we get along? I don't know. Yeah, we get we get all sorts of people in there. Yeah, we do. And tourism has been awesome to work with. Thanks for Allegheny County Tourism, man. Yeah, knocked it out of the park. Right. And, um, you know, but I, I think that's what makes it fun, mm-hmm. right, is yeah. is the people. People always make right? it fun. It's always fun, you know, being in the lab and creating something new and a new mm-hmm. beer. That's always fun, right? Sure. But then when you slide it across the bar to somebody, they pick it up, bring it to their mouth, and like, that's good. Mm-hmm. Right? That's. That's what it's about. Right? I think it's like, it's a good feeling. Yeah. So I have a, another, I'm going to pivot slightly. Um, you opened a second location. Oh. Did I really? You did. How'd that happen? I'm not really sure. That's right. That was you. You helping. I did. Um, If you think about it, we sat on that property for over a year because of the pandemic. Yeah. Pandemic. Mm -hmm. Right? We did nothing. It just sat there empty. Well, we really couldn't because, I mean, people weren't getting together. And that, it was an indoor venue. And we were like, oh my gosh, are we going to survive this month? Mm-hmm. Every, every, if anybody tells you different, there are very few local businesses, small businesses that didn't have that. Yeah. So, if you love a local business, I know I've already said it, go in and tell them by buying something and let yeah. them know you're happy they're still there. Yeah. Because I am. I'm happy they're still there. Yeah, totally. Um, 
And I think that we were lucky in our area that a lot of businesses didn't close in Agreed. the whole scheme of things. We were lucky. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of places did weren't as lucky. So, yeah. um, but, but back yeah, to, yeah, back to that. Yeah. Back, so, um, really that's like, I call that the passion project. Mm-hmm. And I think what's really cool is it's kind of become your passion project. <laughs> One point I had to step away and say, Hey mm-hmm. Lydia, I need you to step in, step in because of that. You fell in love with the people, the place in the community. And yeah. what's really neat is the di- cultural difference between Frostburg and Cumberland. Oh yeah. It's, it's a massive, it's a massive shift. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and the passion for me was it's the first place that I ever saw live original music. Mm-hmm. It's the first place I ever played uh, instrument in front of people live. Okay. And it's the first place I ever sang one of my songs in front of somebody. Nice. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, when it, when it closed down, how many years ago that was, um, I remember thinking to myself, man, that place is like, it's like special to me and it's special to a whole lot of other people. That, yes, that space is special to me. Um, a couple things. Ah. Um, I used to go there when I was a kid. It was Gandalf's. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tim used to be the bartender at Gandalf's. Yep. We were not there at the same time, but... Um, so that, I mean, that's a, holds a special place. I know a lot of people that work there and there's still people that come back because they remember they were in college and they come back to that place and it holds a lot of special memories. And yeah. that building is, has a good feeling about it. It does for sure. And people really have strong emotional connections to that space. Yeah. And um, especially during the holiday season, a lot of people did come back um, for Small Business Saturday and they would come in and they were like, oh my God, this place looks great because it yeah. has had a facelift and it has had a little bit of- I can take my coat off. You can take your coat off. <laughs> the bathrooms are clean. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of really, it doesn't smell weird in here. Yeah. There's a lot of like, oh, well, yeah, because it's clean. You know what I mean? <laughs> so uh, there was a little bit of that. Um, people were going, oh, this is like a little bit elevated. So when you went into that space initially and took it over, because you and I think you did this in a really, you had a light hand in it. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't want to change it uh, too much. No, I didn't. But you also wanted to make it um, elevated, which I feel is what you do with all of the spaces that you have established. Because you and I have talked about this. We deserve nice things here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And I think a lot of people don't think that we des- they're deserve, they're deserving of those things. No, and I, and I think, and I guess this will be my only knock on our local community, mm-hmm. right? Um, they don't think there's more than that. Yeah. And they revel in like some some of the mediocrity, mm-hmm. um, and, and not because of anything negative. It's because the, to your point that like I, you know it's just it's just who I am. I mean I I don't that's that's nice. Yeah. And it's like well hold on like you deserve nice things. You deserve nice things. Not only that like we have nice things for you. Yeah. And like I, we've made we've brewed beer to. Um, attract you and to be pleasant to your palate although it's not to mine right you know like we are creating the best garden we can we just need you to come and pollinate it and i think that i feedback from people in frostburg are like i don't know where i could i could be in Asheville, i could be in dc i could be in you know california it's got this really nice um general feel to it Mm -hmm. but it also feels like it people care about the place which yeah. is nice well and if, if you remember um because i did i have that building already secured before you came on yes and it was still sitting there right mm-hmm. done some of the renovations probably at yeah that point. the bar side was done um and the stage side was getting not, done not quite there yeah. it was sort of we were you were kind of like i don't know what to do with this space yeah. 
Yeah. It's big. Well, it's, big. it's not real big. It's big compared in comparison to the, the cavernous other. space. But um, I remember thinking to myself, like, I wanted to have all the feel without any of the stank because it was. I mean, it was cold. You could see through the doors. Mm-hmm. It smelled funny. To your point, bathrooms are gross, and I think it just um, it ran its course under its current identity. Yeah, it was and a it, dive bar. Yeah, it was dive bar, and I loved the dive bar. Yeah, but um, I don't think it's sustainable, and I think the f- that it showed that it wasn't s- sustainable. Well, I also think that the demographic of people in Frostburg changed because grew up. they grew up, but also the the current student population, they don't leave campus too no, much. No, they don't. And a dive bar really does cater to that pacif- yeah. specific crowd. Like you might age out, but you have another crowd coming right under. Yes. And that's not what happened. No. So I feel like the typical dive bar in, Cumber- in Frostburg, like Duncan's isn't there anymore. No. Diamonds isn't there anymore. You know, there's all these places that were like thrived on that dive bar, young mm-hmm. college crowd, not a lot of money, could get, have a good time, you know? Yep. And that shifted to people that work and they want to maybe see live music that starts at eight yeah. o'clock and not at 1030. Exactly. And um, they want to be home before midnight because you and I both say nothing good happens after midnight. No. Um, but I feel like you really took that what was working in Cumberland and kind of shifted into Frostburg. So did you notice anything different besides the crowd? And you had to change pretty quickly there. I mean, as far as like what you thought your expectations going in and then what actually happened. Um, I think what I noticed most was that um, dig deep is like a really nice handshake. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. look in somebody in the eye, you shake their hand, you make a connection, yeah. you smile, and, and, and you make a friend, right? Sure. What Frostburg feels like to me is like a really big hug. Okay. Right? The people come in, you wrap their, your arms around it, and it's like your family. And it, 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 it that that difference, um, I mean, how to put it into words beyond that, I don't know. It, it, it was like, hey, you, you, you let me back into my home. Yeah, I think people right? were very... We're full of gratitude that they yeah. come back into that space again. Um, cause I think for a while people thought it was not going to, yeah, it almost didn't happen. That's true. You know, yeah. like really shout out to the owner, Tom, like mm-hmm. he, we worked so, cause it's like, Hey, I can't afford to open this right now. I got a brand new business. We're in a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> and then we were both, we, I, I remember, I think we were standing in the space and I was like, how do, how do we make this work? And without going into how we made it work, we started talking. It was like, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Investment on both our parts, sure. right? Um, uh, emotionally, physically, financially, mm-hmm. but it made sense for the time. Yeah, and uh, I think the the lesson there is that like, let's make it work. Yeah, right. Because he could have thrown up barriers. I could have thrown up barriers. Right. Look, I got to put all this money into it. This isn't working. That's not working. Hey, I'm not going to make any money off whatever those things are. Yeah, but I think you guys rose above that because you're like the common goal is to get the space open again. Get it open. Yeah. Right, yeah. people, and, the, and the community back in it. Yeah, we want people to hear original music in Allegheny County. And there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong, right? Like, there's some people doing some really great things with cover bands. Sure. And bringing in, uh, but that's just not what we're, we're about. No. We want to build a culture around art through music that you might not be able to hear somebody somewhere else. Yeah, and I and the open mic nights are back in, in oh, yeah, Frostburg. Fantastic. Yeah, every Wednesday. So if you're a musician and it's all ages. So because it mm-hmm. starts from 7 to 9, we can get like a nice dinner and you can come and play. And I think that that's um, been a missing component that we really started um, at the end of November 
and it's really been uh, picking up steam it in has. the last few yeah. weeks. And I think that um, there was a lull over the holidays, but that happens. But, you know, come out and like play with other people, meet other musicians in the area. I think it's uh, really a spectacular thing. And we have Jason Brady, who's hosting it, and he's been on the podcast before. So um, it's just uh, getting people back into the groove of having a regular schedule of events to look forward to when you're going to the deep end or even dig deep. Yeah. And, and I was just digging in my pocket, right? Mm-hmm. For a reason, uh, our bartender Gus. up there, Gus, mm-hmm. um, we were texting back and forth last night, uh, spent some time with him up there, but the last text he, he sent, you know, said, Hey man, doing a good job. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, he goes, Hey man, I, I really think we're onto something special here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And to hear that from an employee. Yeah. Right. It's like, wow, that's cool. They get it. He, they get it. And he's bought it. And like, he feels mm-hmm. like it's his place. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I think you, that letting people, you trust people to do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out for whatever reason. Um, but at the end of the day, it's sort of like, because you've allowed them to kind of grow and expand and try things. Um, then they feel like, okay, I'm, I'm a part of this whole process. Yep. And it really does make for that culture, that work culture. It does. And what's really funny is people, right? We keep yeah. talking about loving people. Yeah. And some it's people, hate yeah, well, some people can handle that and some people can't. Yeah. So the, the other trick to really a question you asked however long ago, uh-huh. uh, was, you know, how do you retain people? It's you yeah. put them in the place that's, um, suitable for them and their personality. Right. And sometimes it's just not a fit and it, it can go either way. The person's like, I really thought that it was going to be like this and it wasn't. And that's, yeah. and there's no hard feelings. And that's the thing. It's sort of, you just have to people, people move and shift and get to where they need to be. Yeah. And, and I think like it's for, um, we, we were talking to somebody last night mm-hmm. and you know, she was talking about her anxiety, um, and you know how she struggles with that. And she's like, I could never work behind the bar. And Gus is like, man, but that's like my happy place. Yeah. He's like, when it's pumping, that's where it's at. Yeah. Right. But if you think about it, there's other people, it's like, no, you've, you've got to tell them they want told every step to go when yeah. to clock in, when to yeah. clock out, tell me exactly what to do. And I'll do that. And it's not because they're less than, it's just that they, that's their style. That's their style. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe they put their passion somewhere else. Yeah. We're lucky yeah. that we found some people where their passion is where they work. Yep. Yeah. So that was my next question. I mean, obviously you want to grow the business. Yeah. Of course. So um, what does that look like in the next six months? New products. Okay. Right. I don't know. Should I say it yet or no? I don't know. I mean, it's up to you. Probably n- new products. We're going to venture into the soda world. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause we love people and we want people to be able to come in and have a craft soda drink. Mm-hmm. Right. That's part of it. Distribution, getting our name out beyond the city of Cumberland. Yep. Uh, another piece of it. Um, and I think really pivoting, um, I think we have, for, from a entertainment standpoint, I think we have opportunities and we have a lot of good ideas that we haven't been able to touch because we're still figuring out the, the beer side of yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But I think um, those three things are going to push us. Distribution, new products, and then eventually I think we're going to get to the point where entertainment is a, a huge arm of of what we're doing. Of what we're doing, yeah, okay. I think so. I mean, I think that's pretty good. Because you know I love music, right? Yes, I can't, of I can't course. help it. But, yeah. I, but not just music, right? Music, theater, I don't know about dance. That'd be a little weird for me. But I, I mean, mean, you can do with some do dance. Uh, interpretive dance. But, I'm sure you'd probably be good at it. <laughs> but uh, comedy, right? Yeah. Everybody needs to laugh. Good sure. Lord. Yeah, actually, we went to Laugh 20. 20- 129 is that in town they had yeah Yeah. they did had a comedy show and it was was fun it was a good time so i think that entertainment piece is our our last piece and Mm -hmm. it will be our last piece because we got to figure out other things out first not that we're not supporting it now but 
we don't really try to yeah monetize it no well so i want to talk about an important component um which is community involvement so um skate park we are a total pro skate park for allegheny county um we've done fundraising events for them um, we also partnered with Baker Beams oh, and yeah. it was basically like really amazing. It's coming up again. It's coming up again. Um, and then we, she opened a business. Yeah. So she has sure a brick and mortar. Yeah. Um, but also we've had like fundraising events for skate park and then some other fundraising events for local charities. Um, local people too, local right? Local people. Yeah. And then, so um, anybody out there, if you hear this and, you, and somebody needs help. Yeah, let us Come know. Come to us. We'll open our space to you. Yeah. Um, the league, um, yeah. NAACP has stuff there. Yep. Um, pride events. I think it's like we're a public house. Yeah. And um, Montessori school. That's yeah, a cool, that's Montessori a great school. Art, that's a great. That art one. That yeah, was fun. Yeah, yeah. And we've had, uh, we dipped our toes into the art world a little bit with Jerk Pony. Jerk Pony. That yeah. was great. I we mean, have plans for that for the summer also. Yeah. So, and we had a vintage bazaar where a bunch of people came yeah. and they set up all of their stuff. We're about figuring out what's going to work for the community and how we yeah. can be involved in that. And so uh, if you're looking for a space, just let us know. We can see if the dates are available. Um, we don't charge you rent for the space. No. It's just, you know, you have to pay for drinks. That's yeah. about it. Pay for drinks and set up and, and set tear up down. And have a good help time. Us, help yeah. us clean up a little bit yep. at the end of the night. Yep, exactly. But, I mean, I think that that's a misnomer that, you know, you have to. No. Yeah. Oh, I remember another. Do you remember uh, the cross country team for Frankfurt yes. was trying to get the nationals or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, and they had a big event, and, they and that young kid that could just rip it on guitar and sing. Yes, like that was pretty fantastic. It was fun. So uh, I, I think that's that's the other that's the people side, right? We mm -hmm. keep going back to the people, and yeah, um, I don't think we have the bandwidth or staff or capability to do for people, but what we can do is provide a space, yeah. a venue. And I feel that'll help them raise money. Sure. Because um, we don't want anything from you or them, right? No, we just we, we just, just, we just want to help you out. Help you out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we, yeah, do the marketing, help you with the marketing and stuff for the promotion of the yep. event. Um, I know that Dig Deep is going to expand and do really good things. So, Pie in the Sky, Dream, Dream Boat. Dream Boat. Dream Boat situation. You know, you're like, <sighs> You're like, uh, let's say it's five, five or ten years from now. Let's just go ten. Let's give us a solid decade. Hopefully, I'm retired. <laughs> you're retired. <laughs> <Just> you're retired. <laughs> I, I mean, is it like pie in the sky dream situation? Dig deep in ten years. What does that look like? Um, in ten years, uh, maybe not a household name, but definitely East Coast regional. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think our product stands up with anybody else's product. Mm -hmm. I really do. Um, not because uh, I'm biased, which I am, mm -hmm. but we've had other people. People come in and try to critique us and say, "Hey, look, we're, we we can't. You know, you can do better here, here, and there, but you're you're it's, it's you're solid. as good as anybody else, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe not the best, right? There's some really fantastic yeah. breweries out there, but we're on our way. And I think um, we want to get that out to the people, okay, right? Um, but again, it's about that culture. I think um, if you're talking about my pie in the sky, I'd like to be sponsoring, you know, mountain bikers and kayakers and mm -hmm. musicians and. Music uh, festivals. Music festivals. And and imagine having a whole arm that, that helps some folks that may not have got there without us mm -hmm. to be able to do the thing they love as their job. Sure. Okay. Um, I'd love to have like a, a whole section that just is about philanthropy, mm -hmm. right? 
it, we I think we'd have to narrow that down. We'd have to pick something. Sure. Or maybe a few things. Yeah. But hey, look, we're gonna we're gonna put real investment. We're gonna put our money where our mouth is. Yeah, back in the community. Yep. Um, what about teaching people how to brew? Oh, absolutely. Right. I mean, I think the whole. I mean, for me, in the next ten years, I want to be able to be a major force of job creation in the area. Absolutely. Because, you know, um, the state of Maryland is really putting their money where their mouth is in the next few years in this particular area of Western Maryland, and I feel like. We have the ability to have nice things and we yeah. have the ability to support things. And we also have the ability for people who want to get out of a kind of rat race of what they think Cumberland yeah. is and kind of really invest back into it. True. And I think what's neat about the brewer program, which is the same as like they have the welders and the yeah, auto technical and the, program. Right, the technical yeah. program. Mm-hmm. College isn't for everyone. No. Nope. And a lot of people don't know. I mean, we're sitting in Appalachia. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And, technically, uh, yeah. Technically. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people are like, you know, there's nothing there. This area has so much to offer. You just got to open your eyes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that through some of the stuff we're doing and some of the other stuff that the local businesses are doing, I think we can open people's eyes to totally. what we have to offer. Yeah. I think um, I think that we're getting there. I think we're totally getting there. All right. Well, um, this is your first of hopefully many podcasts. Um, we'll any, see. Any uh, any hopes of doing like a a beer podcast? Yeah, we can do we can do a beer podcast. Um, I'd like to bring and have a like a third and a fourth person sitting if we do a beer podcast. Maybe not in the beginning, but imagine me, you, Phil, and Bill talking about beer. Well, I I believe it would just be Bill and Phil talking about beer the Pro- majority probably. of the time, <laughs> um, and we'd have to reel it in. I'd have to, you know, uh, put up a time yeah. limit. Because I'm sure they could talk for hours. They, about they it. could. Well, not Bill so much. He'd probably be like, "Yeah, it's a good beer." Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Bill is a, a strong and silent type, but yeah, yeah uh, I, I, I I enjoyed it more than I thought. It only took us a few years to get Two and me a half. sitting here. Mm-hmm. Um, That's okay. Yeah, not bad. No, not bad. All right. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks. For more information on what you've heard on today's show, be sure to check out our website, and that's recordtalklisten.com. While you're there, have a look around. Look at all of our previous episodes, including a fantastic meditation podcast. Heads up, Sarah Beth Yoga is coming back to record another one. So if you enjoyed the first meditative podcast during the holiday season, well, get ready for another fantastic one coming to your ears soon. If you like what you heard on today's show, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast for everywhere you get your podcasts. This has been another episode of Record Talk Listen, where I hit record, people talk, and hopefully you listen. Until next time, thank you so much.